If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We are 10 episodes away from hitting episode 100, and I am so freaking excited and, most importantly, proud of myself, child. This has been an exciting journey, and to show my appreciation, I will be doing a giveaway per episode until we reach episode 100. This week's giveaway is this week's guest's favorite book, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice, and it is so motivational. Every morning I've been reading a chapter and it really helps me set the tone for the rest of my day, y'all. Like, no lie. I am giving away a copy of this book to a listener that emails me explaining why he or she loves the PhD podcast. The deadline for this giveaway is Friday, November 6th, so make it good. The winner will be announced on the following week's episode and your book will be sent out ASAP. Good luck and enjoy this week's episode, y'all. It was so good. She is this week's guest is so inspiring, and I would definitely be reaching out to her for her to assist me in eliminating my student loan debt. So stay tuned for that. But really get your pens and paper out and enjoy this week's episode. Until next time, later. Welcome. You are now listening to the professional Hey, 
professional homegirls and niggas. It's your girl, Ebene, from the PHG Podcast, the only place where you will hear interviews from women anonymously on stories that will enlighten and expand on taboo topics. Now, if you hear someone that sounds familiar, mind the business that pays you, child. If you like the PHG Podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please, five-star reviews only. Hold me down. Don't hold me up. You can connect with me on Instagram at the Professional Homegirl, at the PXG Podcast, and last but not least at Epine Beauty. If you are all caught up with episodes, listen to bonus episodes by supporting the PXG Podcast Patreon account. To support, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash the PXG Podcast. Now, please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous, so let's begin this week's episode. I am so super excited to be speaking with this week's guest. Our guest is the first African-American woman-owned student loan debt repayments company in the country. She has been dropping financial gems on BET, Black Enterprise, Essence, Forbes, Steve Harvey Show, and so many more other platforms across the nation. So to my guest, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to speak with me. Thanks so much for having me tonight. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's a good week. Good, good, good. How has the pandemic been treating you? You know what? I really can't complain even if I wanted to. Um, it was a little stressful at first, yeah. but um, business has been good, surprisingly. Um, and it was really probably the sit down and the clarity and focus I needed um, that I didn't know I needed. The stillness, right? Mm-hmm. So before we get into your story, so your story is so inspirational, please explain what you do. So as CEO of the Student Loan Doctor, I'm taking on Sally Mae and her cousins. And I'm joking. No, it's, <laughs> it's weird. Um, I want to just start off by saying I did not wake up one day and decide to take on Sally Mae. It quite had failed me. Um, my profession is in higher education where I was helping people understand their um, student loans and their plans for college. So that turned into a consulting business in which I was able to work with people one-on-one to really have that conversation we just weren't having about our debt. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of blew up uh, very quickly. And as a result, um, I had to hire and scale pretty quickly. And Mm -hmm. really, really excited just to see what's happening over the years with the business. And now it's become a big brand in itself um, just because of the awareness and the attention we're turning towards student loan debt. What are some of the services you offer? So we work with people one-on-one with a consultation Mm -hmm. and that's really to just kind of create a game plan to figure out what we can do or you should do for your loans and then we can help people in terms of doing the work for them or we do have a lot of do-it-yourself packages in which you can just really get guidance on doing it yourself if that makes you more comfortable um, so that's the consulting piece of the business. And then, of course, we do workshops, webinars, and have a lot of products around understanding the debt, too. And I know you said that you feel like you kind of blew up overnight, but you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, it's been four years. Um, so the first two years was really just like kind of nose to the ground. And then in 2018, we had our big media breakout. And then, you know, nothing was like kind of normal ever after after that, <laughs> ever since. So I can like, imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it, 2018 was like the best year ever. Um, and then it, it just only gets better. So that was the big year. So after doing some research, um, Black women are heavily affected by student loan debt. 
Please explain how student loan debt impacts women of color. Yeah, disproportionately it affects African-American women. Um, but they didn't tell us on Love and Hip Hop is that African-American women have the most degrees um, mm-hmm. and most studied. Um, and so as a result of having the most degrees comes what? The most debt. Yeah. And so we have to make a plan for that, right? And so the, the challenge is when it comes to having this student loan debt is that we see it affect home buying, investing, mm-hmm. relationships, employment, and it just, the list can go on. And so it's not just about having the debt in terms of a number. It's about everything surrounding the debt as well. Mm-hmm. And another thing I found in my research is that student loan debt is one of the main reasons why people commit suicide. Yeah. Well, that's a part of mental health and wellness that mm-hmm. we don't talk about a lot because it is such a big stigmatism in our community, particularly, um, but yeah, 30s through 40s, it's really, really huge in terms of affecting someone's mental health. Yeah, especially when you got like two, three $300,000 in debt. Yes. <laughs> uh, why do you think it's so important for us to normalize these conversations on eliminating student debt? Well, we can't make any change if we don't have conversations around how we can fix the problem or solve it for future generations to come. The reality is if we are talking about it in our generation, then our children, their children's children shouldn't have to know student loan debt if we plan accordingly and wisely. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, we talk about everything else. In everything our else. <laughs> but money, but student mm-hmm. loans. And we just have to decide, are we going to be a part of changing that narrative or not? Mm-hmm. And I also feel like a lot of the mistakes I made with money could have been easily avoided if more conversations like this would have. Yeah, definitely for sure. Like if we were able to have these conversations, not be prejudged or worried about being judged, then I think for sure we would be able to, you know, have a better conversation overall. So like many of my listeners, when I was in college, student loans were the only option that I had. So what are some things that you think people should have known before taking out student loans before college? Well, it's still like that for people. Um, yeah. So unless we are talking about being more resourceful and preparing for scholarships or saving with 529 plans, you know, it's going to continue to stay that way. So when we talk about resources moving forward, one of the resources that we are really pushing for people to consider um, is saving early for college. And I'll give you a good example. If you are listening to this and you have a young child you want to look at your state's 529 plan, talk with a professional to see what's the best option to start saving for college now. And so, give you an example. Let's say little Ray Ray has a birthday. Well, <laughs> we're not buying him toys and, and things of that nature. What we're going to do for him is we're going to give $20. The, the community, the, the tribe can give $20 to little Ray Ray, and that money can grow and be mm-hmm. available for college. Um, I know a few people who have done this and what happens is it makes the children work a little bit harder, in my opinion, when they're in school. Because, see, the one lady I know, she puts it up on her child's uh, wall and colors in as the money grows. Mm. If he's waking up every day looking at his wall of money growing, Mm -hmm. he's probably going to perform better in school. Because we're giving him unconscious permission to be great in school because he has a plan post high school. Right. What about after college? What are some things that people should know? 
Well, after college, the name of the game is you need to figure out how to repay them quickly and efficiently, or can you get these forgiven? And if you follow me on social media, you know that's all I'm talking about right now. Loan forgiveness, loan forgiveness. Yeah, I'm going to definitely hit you up about that too. (laughs) Yeah, it's so underrated. And it, it really is in a position to where if you don't understand how these programs work, you're going to say that they don't work or you don't participate in them. And now because you work at the nonprofit or in social social services or and now you're like, I could have took advantage of this, but now it's too late. So maybe you're listening to this and you're in your 20s and 30s. But how great would it be to get rid of this debt by your 40s? Yeah, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Like when I tell you, like when I started reading more into your story, because I remember when you popped off, but like, like I really just been into your story, and I'm like, yeah. By the time I turn forty, I need to have this debt eliminated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not only that, it stops you from growing wealth. So one of the things yeah. that's really, really intentional about this year, and I'm really proud out, make this formal announcement about it, is that I technically bought my first home in cash. It's going to be an investment property. I believe you should rent where you live and, and buy to invest. It's this whole Grant Cardone thing I'm on. But anyway. But you think that for real? You no, think I, you should rent? Because I like to, me personally, I don't have any children and I have a lot mm-hmm. going on in my life. I don't want to be stagnated with the house. And so I like the option of being able to rent, break a lease, move, experience different things before really settling down into a home. But mm-hmm. I will have a few properties. so I'll never be quote unquote homeless or never not have a home. Okay, humble flex. Yeah, so, so so for me, I'm doing like a, I'm gonna be like this whole Airbnb monster. It's coming soon, you'll see. But my, mm-hmm. I did grab with cash, and I just have to share this with you because you never know how important it is to be good to someone. I met this young lady. I gotta tell this story. This is a, and I'm really going to tell the story on Instagram so you guys can hear it first. But okay, good, good, good. I'm ready. I met this young lady a few years ago. She was my Uber driver. Hmm. It was like a 30-minute Uber, and we were talking. She was really sweet, and she was just kind of sharing with what she was going through, and I was encouraging her, and I gave her some financial literacy. I gave her a budget book, and she so she said she sold some sunglasses. And back then, I had an event space, so I said, well, listen. I said, if you want to come set up at today's event for free, just come with your glasses, make some money, maybe cut Uber short, boom, boom, boom. So she took me up on the offer. Mm. She came back, right? Okay, follow so mm-hmm. we were keeping in touch a little bit on Instagram, nothing heavier, major. Um, and I know she follows me, and I, I could think about her time and time because she was really sweet. All right, tell me how and why I go to look at this house, and who is selling the house? Wow, he's the seller, not the wow. agent. And she's like, "Oh my god!" She said, "Girl, do you remember me?" And we hugged like three times. Of course, I remembered her. And um, I came in with my offer, cash, cash. I even went a little bit above asking to solidify the deal. And I wrote her a really nice letter. And she said to me the other day, she said, I chose your offer. She said, because I was a stranger to you and you helped me. And she Mm. said, I watched you grow. And she said, you're really, really doing what you said you were going to do when we were talking. And she said, even though there were other offers that came in a little higher, she said, it's something about you that I really want to be a part of you winning. She said, because you wanted to see me win. Isn't that mm, a There ain't nothing but God. Girl, I said, <laughs> and it just goes to show you. Now, I didn't know what I was doing that day in terms of speaking life into her and encouraging her. I just was really being a nice person. Like, well, girl, that's what you need to do. Boom, boom, boom. That's how I am. 
And mm-hmm. like I said, at that time, she didn't have anything that she could give me in return. I didn't even want anything. I didn't take any money from her for the event or for the book. Or, but now she has something that I needed, and I and, and that's just how it works. So it's important for anyone listening because this is good. You know, you wherever you're at, and I tell people this all the time. You, you really, when you start to understand who you are and what your gift is, you should never be without money. And I understood mm. that my gift early on was that I actually do care about people and I do want to see them win. I'm not a people person in terms of we're going to bust it up all night, but I'm going to list it and I want to fix your problem and I want to be out. <laughs> like, that's me. Well, one thing that, one of the reasons I gravitated towards you because you're really big on relationships and like partnerships and stuff. And you kept saying like money is going to always come. And I'm actually working on something besides this. And just me hearing it, just like, yo, you're never going to go without when your heart is pure. Like, just stay focused. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, but helping her later on, she could help me. She probably mm-hmm. so many people that you're going to meet and you're going to help that's never going to be able to help you. But how good of it is of a feeling when somebody can help you and people look and, you know, she probably thought about that for years to come. Like, yeah, I just wish I could, you know, and then here I come just showing up, do 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 out of the blue, never had the conversation with her about it, and she was the seller. No, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You have literally became the face of overcoming student loan debt and building financial wealth, especially for Black women. Where did that passion come from? Well, child was broke. Mm-hmm. And see, I-, I know. That's why, like, <laughs> your story, you like you're the overdraft queen. I'm like, yo, who can't relate uh, to that? Listen, I was negative. Uh, 600, 700, the day after payday. Somebody will catch that later. So, yeah. So, um, you know, and I tell people humbly, you know, I'll, I'll never live like that again because it puts, I put so much strategic planning into overdrafting that when I turn that, that into good and I now know how to budget and grow my money, I can't even act dumb with money if I wanted to because mm-hmm. I know what it's like to have not, to not have, excuse me, and I don't ever want to not have, again, like, I'm going to let you know, like, when my bank account gets to a certain number, well, that's four digits minimum. Okay. I'm up here, I'm up here, oh, ah, I'm, I'm not a happy person. So mm-hmm. it was a new level that I have moved myself to for tolerance because it's a choice to be broke. And what I mean by that is, is that if you have a skill or talent that somebody's willing to pay you for you have hours in a day that you must maximize. Like, you know, I did a, a few podcast interviews. I'm tired. I still got to go IG live tonight because I got a goal. And, mm-hmm. and, and that type of hustle, that's not something you can teach people. That's yeah. something that's got to get activated. And it's a lot of people around here are a little too comfortable and, mm. and not getting uncomfortable with themselves. You carrying that student loan debt. You carrying that overdraft fee. You living check to check. But what about you is going to kick in to say, I'm uncomfortable and I don't want to live like that no more. Word. Word. Um, another thing I noticed is you have a lot of Black women working with you as well. Oh, yeah. Intentionally. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 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 I was like, okay. Uh, what were some of the first steps you did to begin your debt-free journey? So I had to start my budgeting journey. <laughs> and, you know, I had to really get my spending under control because I had an I deserve problem. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I deserved everything. Yeah, I think I deserve everything too. <laughs> and I don't deserve it because, you know, I deserve to live that free. I deserve to sleep well at night. I deserve to be able to slide up on my mama 
with her mortgage payment. Like, I deserve that. Mm-hmm. But I had it all backwards. So I had a feeling and a miscon- misconception about what money looked like. And I had to fix that. So once I started to fix that, things started to really change. So um, for I was getting with a credit card debt and car note debt and then moving into just tackling my student loans. My business, when it took off a few years ago, it really put a damper on paying down my debt because I started investing in my business. So I'm happy mm-hmm. that I'm in a place where now I can throw money back on the remaining debt that I have. So for me, I like cash. I understand how to play <laughs> with debt to leverage it, but I like cash. Cash makes me a very happy person because I don't like no strings over my head. I don't want right. you, you know, coming at me to my oh, you, I, I don't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> so right. how can I prevent that lifestyle? How can I prevent you coming at me sideways for something? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now tell us about the process of you becoming a student loan doctor. Well, yeah, that was intentional, too. So once I decided I was going to go forward with this business, I met a young lady. Her name's Tamara Lucas out of Baltimore. She's the business leader, And we had so much in common. And I did what a lot of people don't do to me to this day. I asked her. I said, Tamara, I think I could really brand myself as a student loan doctor since I took a class with her. Since this is my discipline. I said, would that offend you if I called myself that? Because she was calling herself the business doctor. You know, I thought it was so mm-hmm. passionate. And she said, no. She said, and thank you for asking. She said, because people don't even ask these days. And I said, right. And she said, um, no. She said, go ahead, girl. Just rock out with it. Now, neither her and I knew me leaving there from Baltimore. I remember it was a rainy day. It was like my first thing by myself for my business journey. And I was calling a few friends that I know. I'm like, I need a logo. I need a lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and in the beginning, when I did seminars, and I said I was going to get back to it because it was so cool. I had a white lab coat with a stethoscope. And people just loved it. I would be a full costume child. And I would just show up. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of lost it over the years. But I should get back to it. And, oh, man. And you know what? My And I will say, and I'm going to keep it a beam. My, uh, some friends laughed at me and, and was like, oh, my God, girl, what is you doing? Like, girl, don't leave your day job. It's them same friends that want to be on the yacht, that want to be on the jet. Girl. That- but how did that... How did that make you feel knowing that you're in the place where you're at now with those? Like, are you still friends, still friends? Because I know a lot no, of people no, no. Some of them had to go, darling. Some of them had yeah, to go. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh-uh. um, no, and you know, the thing is, I don't fault them, but see, everybody can't go with you. And mm. one of the things that God has given me is provision to know who is for me and who is not for me. And one thing I'm going to play with is discernment. So if I feel mm-hmm. like you want something funny, you probably are. Because, one, I'm not that tuned into a lot of stuff because I'm so busy. But come up on my radar, I'm like, oh, 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 wait a minute. I can't ignore that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Run that back. And you just have to let people show you who they are and then believe them the first time. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I'm not in a place of luxury where I can play with my brand nor my time nor my energy. I, I have very limited amounts. So, if you're playing with me or, you know, this is a new term I have, or you're playing in my face or you're being a backhanded uh, friend, this isn't going to work. feel like it, right. Because I think about how um, how Beyonce was like, you want to party with the queen, you got to uh, uh, sign a non-disclosure. See, that's where we're headed at this year. I'm going to let you know right now. So <laughs> if I feel like you already kind of shaky and shifty, we're right. not going to, it's not going to work now. I'm going to let you know right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also read that you was at a lecture 
And I guess the guy who was doing the presentations or whatever, somebody asked him about student loan debt and he didn't have any answers, but you did. Yeah, that was the catalyst. I apologize to him several times over. Yeah. So uh, what happened was... I said she didn't stole the show. He was like, oh, well, I don't really know. So he was like real superficial with it. I don't know. Not that he didn't know, but the room was full of millennials and that you can't just sit up here and say you don't really know, bro. So let me say what I do know. And then I answered it. And then I, and so, you know, I stood up, okay? And then I, I did take over. It's, oh, that takeover spirit is dead. I still got to pray on that one. But um, <laughs> yeah, I sure did. And... um. And, and he had me on his uh, podcast not long ago, and we laughed at it, you know. And I told him, I said, uh, God had you be the instrument. Because yeah. <laughs> then my other uh, friend turned around right after and said, we need to talk after this. And then he sat down with me. I couldn't afford uh, to feed him anything but a two for 20 for Applebee's. But now he makes a lot of money with me, praise God. So, you know, praise I can give him some, some big checks. But I, you know, and I look out for people that was there for me from the beginning, because I don't forget that. You didn't mm-hmm. have to sit with me for free and brainstorm, because first of all, nobody sits with people anymore and brainstorms with them anymore. You, you just don't see that a lot of times. But he saw yeah, me. Tell me about it. And he wanted to be a part of that. And I said, well, I, I can feed you Applebee's. And I was dead serious. He said, all right, I'll take Applebee's. I said, well, you know, the budget today. I remember the conversation, because I don't lie about my money, Joe. So, uh, but now it's, it's really nice to be able to refer him clients where he can get thousands of dollars and, you know, just for being good to me in that very beginning stage. Mm. Why do you think it's so hard to find the information that's needed to pay off your student loan debt? Because I'm in the process of getting all my paperwork and stuff together and I'm going to come to you, but just like, like I'm a researcher and it's so hard just to find a clear answer. Well, you know what? It's just the laws change. The loan services change. And the people that are working there, they just started working there. So you're calling in, asking for help and support. Child, how are they going to help you? They just started working there. So right. it's not that it's difficult or hard to find. It's just that we're really in an uninformed society because there's so many changes and probably not enough professional development happening on that side of the house that you mm. feel confused about what you should be doing. And I don't want to be paying you if you don't know what I'm paying. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I when I had to advocate for myself with my own loans, young girl, she was so sweet. I said, girl, you just started. She said, yes. I said, no. I said, girl, a lot of turnover there, isn't it? I'm talking like I, like, I, like I worked there. She said, yes, girl, because she was giving me all the tea. I said, well, this is what we're going to do. I said, because I have limited amount of time. Can you put me to your supervisor? I'll make sure I say remarks. But this question may be a little bit above where you're at. She said, it is. Okay, hold on. Want to be mean or nasty to her? She just mm-hmm. started there, and I could tell because I knew more than her leading the conversation. Mm. Yep. Mm. Do you think student loan repayment centers have a bad reputation? Well, there are a lot of scams and a lot of companies that scam people and charge thousands of dollars. For what I'm still not sure, darling. So what happens <laughs> is sometimes we get confused for those. Literally two weeks ago, this lady she was snapping. She was like, "I talked to you. You took my information." She going off. I said, ma'am, number one, we don't take banking information. I don't like ACH. Number two, humbly, very much said, I don't work with one-on-one. I have a team for that. So you did not talk to me. Yes, I did. So then she said, I'm going to call the girl that we was on three-way with that referred me to you. So what happened was somebody referred her to us, but she decided to go with another company and forgot that part. And then oh, the girl, child, child I can't. Girl, she, and, and I, girl, I don't play with my time because now I got to get on the phone. So then, she, so then the girl got on the phone. She said, no, so-and-so, 
we did not talk to her. We talked to Fed Loans together. She said, oh, my God, is she paying you to lie? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? And, um, I said, so here's what I'm that's how you know she ain't living right, child. No, and 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 I and when so anyway, I talked to the girl when they hung up. I said, um, the other girl that she called on through way. I said, is that your girlfriend? I said, did she call you a liar? Because she she called me one. You don't know me, but she called you a liar, and y'all supposed to be good friends. She said, I thought we were good friends. I said, so you might want to assess that because when it comes out, like you said, this is not going to go well for her. It's not going to look good. She said, mm. oh my gosh, I'm going to have to assess her friendship. She said, we did not talk to you. I said, no, girl, I know. I wasn't there. So um, <laughs> now how about this? Literally 11 o'clock that night. This is about a 7 o'clock call. 11 o'clock that night. Long email apologizing. She was stressed. She's I bet. I bet. Drinking her wine. She now sees that she was wrong. Oh, okay, yeah. Drinking her wine. And she just apologized. It's been such a long week. Long week? I don't care about that. You didn't call me anything. Now she better lucky I know Jesus. And, and they call you a whole liar a whole liar but what well, don't apologize to me i said well thank you so much for apologizing i said but you really need to and her friend. get on the phone and talk to your girlfriend apologize to her i said because that is probably who's most offended out of this conversation this is business for me i don't i know what i did didn't do and she was like i'm gonna get my lawyer i said good i have mine's on standby too because now <laughs> i'm about to uh file for defamation of character ma'am okay right. <laughs> So, um, cause she said, I'm going to go online. I'm like, what? I Girl. never talked child. It was something like this, the loan pro company. I don't even know the name of the company, y'all. And I was just like, but that's the problem. Moving all fast. You didn't go with who you, who record, uh, who the lady recommended you to. And you done paid them literally three times the amount we would have charged. And we're not disappearing or going anywhere. And mm -hmm. now they're not answering. The bank said they couldn't refund it because of how it was processed. Child was bad. Damn. I know she tight. <laughs> Super tight. I feel like a lot of people don't want to pay their student loan debt off because they feel like there will be a student loan debt crash. Do you think so? So I don't think that there's any uh, debt bailout coming um, because disproportionately, who does this debt affect and laws have been created for who? So nobody's coming to save us. And I, I say us, particularly more so black women. So right. so I don't want anyone to wait for that because while you're waiting for that, hoping and praying, now you're going to be getting that behind and in default. So let's just not do that. That's <laughs> what I tell people. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any particular bailout in a sense that 100% will be wiped clear. Because, see, the other thing is, what's the contingency plan? You no know, bailout coming in particular for, for people. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't feel like that's coming. And then, more importantly, there's no way to tune or, or turn down the new debt that, that's accumulating. So how are we going to just help everyone that's already accumulated debt? What about the people that are currently in school? Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's a bailout coming anytime soon. I also read that you're currently in the works of partnering with businesses with different workplaces, which I think is a good idea, especially with wage garnishment mm -hmm. being on the rise. What would that look like? Well, what we're trying to do is get in front of different companies and offer free webinars, workshops, and then they can refer clients to us as such. Um, we've had some traction on it. Um, the challenge is, to be quite honest, I have to make sure infrastructure-wise that I have enough trained and skilled people. A lot of times these student loan companies, um, they hire people overseas. Let me say it that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then people are knowledgeable. And I really, really am big on having a really good reputation. So I never want to scale or grow faster than I should. 
because mm-hmm. then our reputation could be damaged in the process. But yeah, we are working on that. And that should be fleshed out by mid-2021. Now, talk about your transition from your job to being a full-time entrepreneur. When did you oh, know yeah. it was time to leave your job? Um, When I started looking at my calendar for the day and realized I couldn't be there all eight hours and I was going to leave early. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to have to leave at two today. Like, first off, that's not even really an option. So, um, and I am so grateful. I had the best manager. I can say, um, hey, Gina, because she left there too. And Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I was so creative with my scheduling. I knew there was a certain amount of hours that I had to work, but then I would like do a little overtime if I had to do an extra portion at lunch. And it was just so much that I was trying to creatively do because I was not trying to turn down opportunities with the bank or different um, entities to, to do workshops for them. I took this thing so serious, you would have thought it was the only job I had. I forgot that I was even employed by somebody else, to be very honest. And then the last straw for me to leave my job was when I got invited to the White House with the Obama administration. Talk about that. I thought that was amazing. Oh, it was life-changing. First off, if you've never been to the White House, maybe wait until they leave. But you'll you'll go (laughs) and you'll smell the White House air. And it's everything Olivia Pope described it to be, um, Shonda Rhimes. And... I remember leaving the White House thinking, I'm never going to be the same. And for me, it was just so important that from that day forward, I promised myself I wasn't going to play small. Mm. Play small. And I and I really felt so validated because I was there representing me, not a brand, not a company. And so anyway, I get back to work, right? And I was friends with the president. I'll tell you what he said to me when I left. Um, the college president came to visit me. Now, that's not uncommon. Him and I had a good relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. He's not visiting everybody at their office. But he came to visit me the next day. He said, I heard you at the White House. I said, hey. Yeah. I, said, I said, hey, Jim. I was there on the PTO. <laughs> <laughs> said, you got to okay. let him know, child. <laughs> I know how to play the game. And he said, okay. And he said, yeah, no, Absolutely. I said, so what's going on? <laughs> and he was like, well, what happened? Like, well, why were you there? I said, well, I just got this little thing going. Nothing major. Love it here. Uh, starting. <laughs> and I was just kind of wooding it down. It was so funny in hindsight. And he said to me, he said, well, if there's any way I can support you. Now, mind you, you got to listen to the verbiage. He said, I can support you. Now, you know, he was on his way out of the college, too, within that, that same year. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I caught that. I said, he said, I support you. I said, hmm, interesting verbiage. I said, okay. I said, uh, will do. And um, when I decided to leave about six months later, when I he requested a meeting with me, he he said, I'm not going to talk you into staying. I knew this day was coming. I said, what do you mean? He said, I knew when I met you, you would be a business owner, mm. a college president. And I said, what? He said, he said, you just didn't know it. I said, this is... And I said, right. <laughs> he said, but you want to do amazing with whatever you do. Because I literally went to that job and I turned up the volume there. And then I used to tell them what my raise was going to be. <laughs> Not that joke. I literally made 16000 more in one day because I said I needed to leave because I had to start paying my student loans. And then my next paycheck had 16000 more added, you know, over... Yeah, and and, right. and that just goes to show you I was valuable then 
and it started to kind of click like if i'm making this here what the hell am i really worth out there in the world right and so i needed to go figure it out and i and i remember i asked my mama i said mom i said i want to go out in the world and i want to see <laughs> when i said that i was like and i want to see if i can make this work i just want to know would i be homeless if it fell <laughs> Mm. and she said no you won't be homeless she said um you she because I showed her my number she said your number looks like this is something you should do mm. I had six months of data I pulled up my, my data showed her what I was getting paid you know I was real serious about this and I never fell and praise God I never had deep beans and rice and no car ever got repo because right. statistically I knew what I was doing and one thing I tell people with my work ethic I'm never gonna let me fail Mm-hmm. And you, That's you all you got. Yeah, and you gotta know that about yourself. So if somebody's listening to this and wondering if they should do it or can they are you gonna let you fail? Because I'm gonna tell you something right now. If, if things dried up today, tomorrow, and I couldn't make do to do, I'd be vacuuming, cleaning, pouring coffee, <laughs> and I would, I'd refigure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh I know a lot of people always ask about you going viral with the shade room, but the one thing that I took from that moment is the importance of systems and being ready yes. so you don't have to get ready. Absolutely. So I built the business from the very beginning as if that moment was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so when it happened, it wasn't, oh, I need an email. I need a scheduler. It just got flooded. I needed people. So I had mm. to do a hiring boot camp, if you will. And those people are still with me to this day. Praise God. And I had to do a hiring. Praise God. Yes. And I did a hiring boot camp. And and I made sure that they could be me or well enough like me to get through the conversation. And they're, I mean, they're really experts. People want to talk to me all the time. I want you to look at, I'm like, no, no, no. You don't want me. I I don't keep up with it as much as they do. You Mm -hmm. want them. But you also treat your team really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really do like my team. Um, when we're having good sessions, you know, they get their bonuses. Um, I do the random cash apps like smoothies on me or, um, you know, I, I make sure we do, the, uh, what's that called? Professional development. We read our books together. I upgrade mm-hmm. everybody to a MacBook this year. So I really do care about my people because I'm as only as good as they are. Right. Mm-hmm. You also speak a lot about the power of the tongue and how everything you accomplished was already manifested. Are you surprised at how much you accomplished? Well, I'm not surprised, darling. I've always been a little special. Um, <laughs> no, I always had the sauce. Yeah, I always, you know, my grandmother always used to like tell me, you know, like, in so many ways that she already knew what I was going to be. And I really wish she was here to see this. My gosh, she would she would be calling everybody Channel Six themselves, right? And so, um, but she. But what she had instilled in me and my mother, because there's two strong women that really were dynamic teachers and what they did. And so the art of teaching and the love I have to teach people comes because I saw how they cared as teachers. Now, I never mm. wanted to be a teacher, per se, but I wanted to care about people like they did. I just mm-hmm. wanted to make more money than they did. You know what I'm saying? But I wanted to do it along the lines. And, right. and one of the things I'm not surprised about is how it's taken off because, again, I work really, really hard and my brain does circles 
you know, when I'm in my, when I'm my best self, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm uh, in awe about, if you will, is just how, what, uh, what, what trust in God will do. Because there's a couple of times I could have folded. I'm not going to hold you. I was right. little, getting a little rough out here. I'm not, wasn't looking so good. But just when I probably. But what kept you going in that moment? Well, the thing is, I had left my job now. And I had an employee at this time. This is like random time where I'm thinking about right before the shade room. And and mm-hmm. I had just upgraded us to an office, and I was just making money to pay everybody payroll, her, um, me, the new office fee, and and I and and I had to take it serious, right? And so when the shade room hit, it was right after. Oh, I paid out of pocket. My health insurance was a thousand a month. I remember those bills was very high for money mm. that was not coming in like now. And I remember all these things and. And when the shade room happened, like I literally froze. My I was my hands got locked. I called my girlfriends. I said, I feed y'all. We gotta get on these phones and send these postcards out. <laughs> and when everything hit, I remember thinking, like, oh shit. you can't cuss and say God in the same sense, you know, I'm wretched. I was right. like, this what you was doing? Yo, why you ain't say nothing, God? Start speaking in tongues and now, everything. Well, they thought I was having a seizure. Because I was, yeah, I probably started shaking, but I was like trembling in my, I just remember my, I was sitting down, my hands couldn't move and my, and my iPhone was iPhone six at the time. And the, the daggone thing I thought was breaking because it, uh, all these alerts, you know how the notifications come on? I turned them off now because now they give me anxiety, too many notifications. And mm-hmm. so it, they just kept coming through and then my phone started ringing and we had 800 DMs and 800 emails and, and I just was like, what in the? That I pray for. So I always tell people, don't ask God for very big things with a very small mind or a very small mm. work ethic. Because when he comes through and when he comes through, the same way you got it is the same way it will go away. Word. Ugh, that was a word. I was thinking about the Bible scriptures. Um, as easy as he can give it, he can take it away real quick, man. Yeah, and let me be honest, because this is not all glitter and gold. I had a lot of personal tribulations in a relationship that wasn't quite right about mm, a year and a half, two years ago. And, mm-hmm. and my money started to slow up. And this is how God talks to me. God talks to everybody differently. He talks to me through money, unapologetically. Me too. And let me tell you something. When that money started to slow up. He got my full attention. I was like, <laughs> this, mm, I ain't going to cuss on here. Got to go. And I mm. said, he holding up the money. See, God couldn't trust me when I was with him because mm. I'm blowing money. I'm I'm worried about what he want to do. I'm and, and it just shouldn't be like that. And 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 God couldn't trust me. So li- listen, you're not listening. When I let that man go, I'm just my mm. deliverance for somebody here. Do you know what I made that next night? That tell next us, night, what I made. You gotta guess. What you made? You gotta guess. Ah, uh, I go for twenty G's. Okay, good. $25,000 in one night. Listen, you want to do it? I cried like a baby out the... Oh, man. And one night... And I said, this is what you were trying to do, God. I had the nasty cry. I didn't know what you were trying to do, God. I had the nasty cry. And and, and it wasn't about the money
that twenty five helped the forty that I lost out. And when I say forty, I lost out on helping him with stuff, on missed opportunities, missed contracts. Because mm. when you're dealing with somebody that you ain't supposed to be dealing with, your mental ain't right. So instead mm. of me being a creative and a creator. And, and doing these podcasts and, and, and traveling here, I'm hemmed up in the house looking like a fool because he out here being a fool. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And it ain't yeah, when I got rid- real quick. Child, when I got rid of that one right there. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, talk about an talk about an increase. <laughs> Child, increase ain't the word. And so that's that's confirmation for somebody. And not that he was a bad person. I hate to pay him to be the, the bad guy because he was good for the moment in which I had needed him originally but I didn't know that he was a season and I didn't want to let him go and not I thought he was a lifetime and and God was like he's a season and so somebody here is overdoing their season with somebody and you Mm. wonder why you can't go next level you can't go next level because you're trying to take him to the next season yeah and everybody ain't meant to go with you that's not what God said so yep Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm What is your advice to our listeners that's having a hard time with transitioning from changing their having a broke mentality? Um, so that that's a mindset that can be fixed and that's mm-hmm. not gonna be easy, but it is an audit of your uh environment. It is an audit of what you're reading, what you're listening to, what you're encouraging yourself. And I'm not perfect. When I have a moment, I fall asleep with my Joel Osteen podcast just playing because I need to hear the word in the middle of the night to Mm re-encourage myself. So so in order to get out of that mindset and that environment, you've got to do something different. Maybe you read something different. Maybe you go have some coffee or some tea or have a drink at a a swanky bar where people aren't like you and you're going to get uncomfortable and you're going to get exposed. And Mm -hmm. so you have to get out your local environment. You have to want more than the friends you have. I, I told somebody this the other day he was like well I love my day ones you can keep your day ones but you need some day new to get you to another <laughs> place these yeah. people can't take you there bruh and, yeah. and he was like you're right I said oh they would have taken you you're not going <laughs> one of the things that you always speak highly of and I love to read is a book called Think and Grow Rich a Black Choice and I'm definitely going to buy two huh this is my favorite book. Yeah, I'm going to buy two and do a giveaway for one of the listeners. But the way you talk about this book, and I'm like, yo, I got to put this in my um, my um, transition of reading my books and stuff. You speak very highly on this book. Oh, yeah, I keep a couple in my trunk. I just gave some out the other day. And then I do the audible. Like, it's a great audible to do in the morning. And I even do it now when I'm lacking something. I need to, I do. I did that book like maybe 15 times and I get something new out of it each time. It was the number one book responsible for me uh, moving forward. It was that book, and it was the uh, Shonda Rhimes book, The Year of Yes. Of Yes, yeah. And Oprah Winfrey's book, What What They Didn't Know, or what they, I forget the title of her book, What They Didn't Tell Us, or What They, What I Know For Sure. Excuse Things me. I Know For Sure, yeah. Oh, that those was were one. the three books that got me together and just helped me realize you belong here. You have a purpose. Your business is is validated. Somebody needs you. And if I don't get started, then I'm not going to help the person that's listening to this podcast make a decision or do something different with themselves. So mm-hmm. that's a heavy burden when you put it like that. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about your advice on those, to those listeners who want to go back to college, but they don't want to accumulate? Oh, yeah. You just have to get creative. Get your scholarships going. Get your fellowships mm-hmm. going. 
And then do you need to go back to school or can you go to the library and study? Do we, that is true, right? Yeah, do you need to go back? Who said you need to go back? I want to talk to them, right? So, like, that's the type of stuff you have to look into because everybody thinks they've got to go to college. No, you don't got to go to college. You you got to get educated. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. And everything is on Google Child. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> what are your top three tips to paying off student debt? Top three tips. You want to know what your debt is and how much you owe and who you owe. So, studentaid.gov. You want to create a plan within your budget or create a budget. That includes repayment come January if you're taking advantage of COVID-19, no interest, no payments. And then the last tip is you need to make a why. So what's your why? Like, what does life without student debt look like? And what does that look like for you? And why is that important? And only you Mm -hmm. can answer that. And when you have a why, you work a little harder. You move a little harder. When you don't have a why, you don't get started. You don't do anything. So people need a big enough why. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, if y'all don't get anything from this conversation, like I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I am so inspired. Um, Before we leave, like I said, you have inspired me in so many ways. And I'm pretty sure you have inspired plenty, like thousands of other women. And one thing that I get from you, like I get the whole business aspect, but I get more because I know you're very spiritual and like you speak a lot about walking in your purpose and the sacrifices that went that went along with it. So what is your advice to our listeners, including myself, on finding their secret sauce while doing the actual actual work? Because people may think that you just got popping, but you was not an overnight success. Right, so thank you for that. So what I would say is, is really the ability to self-assess. I learned that from my mentor, Eric Thomas. A self- Oh yeah, you love him. Mm-hmm, I do because he was, number one, the first person that was super popping to support me in return. And my book mm-hmm. launch, here he is, helping me pass out books in Philadelphia. Mm. I'm like, what? In the so here's what I'll tell people. If you don't know who you are, then we don't know who you are either. Mm. If you don't know who you are, then you can't expect people to pay you. If you don't know who you are, you can't expect people to support you. If you don't know who you are, then you can't birth what's inside of you. So a lot of us have to get uncomfortable and do some self-assessing. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm on a weight loss journey. I'm 120 pounds down. I, I mm-hmm. didn't like myself when I was uber fat. I'm just being mm-hmm. real. Then I might offend somebody, but I don't care. Got to hear it. Because I knew I was going to be on these stages and on these flights and on these planes and on these. And I didn't want to show up fat. I didn't feel mm-hmm. confident in that body. I, I never identified with that body. It just things took, took, took over, okay? And so, Life happens, right. And, and I said, well, self-assessed, they're not looking at you or listening to you. They're looking at the fat. So we got we to gotta get the fat going. Now I have to look at my friendship and my relationships. And, and that's not going to work. Some of those weren't going to work to go into my new season. They're not real friends. I got I to gotta trim those. Now you got an issue with spending. You got to cut the spending out. Why are you spending? Oh, you don't, you, you're really unhappy with some things. You need a therapist. So now you got to spend money on a therapist to spend less money overall because you got to tackle those hard things. And these are the conversations that I had had to have with myself in order to start seeing some changes. And when mm-hmm. I started to get uncomfortable at home in my own skin so I could be comfortable in 2020, then th- and that's why the bank account looks the way it does. Because mm-hmm. I had to say to myself, you're never going to go next level if you don't tackle the hard stuff. And I'd rather tackle it in the beginning 
instead of be on it. attacking it later. Right. Now, mm-hmm. what if I see Oprah tomorrow and she wants to fly me out on the G6 and then I'm like, oh, but, you know, what's the weight capacity? <laughs> you know, like I sound bad. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I always say thank you so much. I'm definitely reaching out to you very soon. So I can get on this journey of like paying my student loan debt off because I can't be, I don't want to be in my 40s worrying about this. No. So if y'all want to reach out to my guests, if you have any questions or anything, please make sure to email me at hello at the phdpodcast.com. I swear your life will be changed completely because I have not seen one bad review on her and her company. And to my guests, thank you so much. I know you're about to go do a live. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm going on Instagram. <laughs> going to have a ball. Going to have a, a good time one there tonight. It's going to be fun. Um, and then, yeah, definitely reach out whenever you're ready. Thank you for uh, bearing with me in my crazy schedule. Um, no, you're fine. You're fine. Tonight was super fun. And then, um, yeah, we'll definitely be in touch. And let me know when um, this podcast goes live so we can definitely share it out with our community, too. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. You're welcome. Until next time, everyone. Later. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.